on. Hey everybody, this is Luke from Cinepub. Just starting you off a little PSA to make sure that you have everything you need before you start listening. Hopefully you have your headphones in and are ready to go. Great. You've got your beer, cocktail, water, whatever your drink of choice is. Perfect. That's it, guys. This listening business is way easy. Unless you're at work, in which case, put the beer away. Come on, at least wait till the boss goes back to his office and Karen isn't looking over the cubicle making sure you're not watching TikToks or playing Among Us or whatever game the kids are playing on their phones these days. Make sure your TPS reports are done, and then let's get back to it. Cheers. And welcome to another episode of the Cinepub Podcast. I am your host, Luke, and today I'm wanting to jump in and give a quick review of the 2021 Mortal Kombat reboot, which I just finished 10 minutes ago as of recording this. This episode will likely be similar to the Godzilla vs. Kong episode, just to get out a quick review and reaction while the iron is still hot. What this means is I'm getting even deeper into having a two or three part episode where I just catch up on all the stuff I've been watching that aren't the bigger new releases coming out, because I will tell you the list is getting a little bit overwhelming. Before we dig into the new Mortal Kombat, let me quickly talk about the beer I'm drinking to pair with this episode, which comes from Odd 13 Brewing Company out of Lafayette, Colorado who I really appreciate, one, because they brew a lot of hazy IPAs, which are my kryptonite, apparently, and two, their artwork is always very rad, and they stick pretty consistently with superheroes, fantasy, and sci-fi concept artwork that also has a comic book vibe to it. The beer I'm drinking, though, is called Moon Master, which is a hazy IPA brewed with vanilla. The hop combination used here is Azaka, Citra, Centennial, and Mosaic. As one might expect, the beer pours hazy, as its style implies, and it settles with a very pleasing orange juice appearance. It doesn't really have a whole lot of vanilla on the nose, but the hop combination imparts a very uh, fruit cocktail-esque aroma. There's also a bit more of a dank presence that's a tad uncommon for a juicy IPA like this that uses vanilla. Uh, usually those come off a little bit more creamy with a very sweet aroma, not unlike orange juice or even a smoothie. The vanilla is actually hidden quite a bit in the flavor profile as well because I don't really get a whole lot of vanilla. It actually seems a bit like the hop combination and the hop oils clash a little bit and makes it taste a little bit more boozy than it actually is. Uh, the can indicates that it comes in about 7% ABV. 
but there's a slight burn that suggests to me that it's either not hiding the booze well, or maybe it's even boozier than what it says, or it could also be sometimes with these vanilla IPAs that sometimes it's the, the sugar just makes that alcohol uh, stick out just a little bit more. Regardless of it being a little boozy, the flavor profile isn't unpleasant by any means. There's a lot of juicy fruits uh, that meld very well together, but they're just kind of thrown off a little bit by the chemically burn of the booze and the hop oils. It also finishes very creamy, uh, which is kind of a byproduct of your typical hazy IPA, but also the use of the vanilla. So overall, I, I would have to say that the drinking experience is pleasant, but I'm thinking maybe this is a beer that could stand to sit another week or two to let some of those hops blend into the beer more and let the flavors get more in sync. But uh, I can't really complain a lot about Odd 13 beers because they do what they do. Uh, they're doing what they're doing very well. And I've yet to be uh, yet to have one that's over that I've that I've been overwhelmingly disappointed by. I did stretch the pairing a bit again because it's it's my podcast and therefore I can. But also I couldn't find anything that really fit the bill for me. So, uh, you know, it's a brewery that's into sci-fi and fantasy and Mortal Kombat it, at its core is its own twisted fantasy world. And the can art has a villain-like character shooting beams uh, from its fist, so I'm just going to go ahead and say that this character would probably fit in amongst the guys and gals inhabiting Outworld. So there's Moonmaster. It's a it's a shaky foundation as a pairing to Simon McCoy's Mortal Kombat, which is about as good of a transition to my actual review of the movie as I have right now. Real quick before we start getting into my thoughts, uh, I do want to just run down the plot really fast and then we'll get into some of my thoughts on the previous movies as well as uh, my experience with the video game series and then we'll uh, transi transition into some of my thoughts about the new movie but the the gist of the plot if you were to dive deep here is basically uh, your typical Mortal Kombat follows Outworld having to win a bunch of tournaments in order to take over Earthrealm and that's kind of where we're at here whereas in this movie, this Outworld has won nine tournaments in a row, though it's hinted that they do this by shady means, uh, and they're looking for their 10th victory so that they can seize control of Earthwhelm, Earthrealm. But all that's standing in the way is an old prophecy of a chosen one that will save Earth from Outworld, and so a collection of the world's finest champions must work together to stop Shang Tsung from trying to cheat his way to victory. Of course, there's a lot of plot that surrounds all of this. It involves a character named Cole Young, who is a uh, failing MMA artist. Apparently, he used to be a very great fighter once, but he's kind of fallen into some hard times. Uh, he's got a wife and daughter, and he's got a dragon tattoo on his uh, collarbone, which has been there pretty well since uh, he was born with it. Uh, he's tracked down by Jax, who is trying to hunt down these warriors and get them all together so they can figure out what Mortal Kombat is, find Raiden's Temple, uh, you, you get Sonya Blade in there, you get Kano, basically, <clears throat> and we'll probably touch on the, some of this as I get to some of my thoughts on the movie, but it's it's a, it's a very, uh, very, very simple premise. Like, there's a lot of seemingly complex things going on, and there's a lot of uh, history that's hinted at but never really delved into with any uh, depth or anything like that. 
but we can kind of get into some of that. But I, that's the basic plot of what you're dealing with here. And of course, the, the part of all this is that Shang Tsung is trying to cheat to basically make Earthrealm have to forfeit victory. And by doing so, he's having his greatest warrior, Sub-Zero, uh, Bihan, track down the champions and kill them before they can ever even compete in the tournament. That's the basic plot of the new Mortal Kombat. So I want to talk a little bit about my experience with the previous films. Uh, and I'm just going to touch on them. And I'm not going to get into it with any depth. But I always had a lot of fun with uh, 19... I believe it's 1995's Mortal Kombat directed by... Uh, I believe also directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Uh, I didn't check that before I started recording here. So that's my bad. Uh, but I always had a lot of fun with that movie. I still have a lot of fun with that movie, and I will remain pretty adamant that I thought uh, Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa's performance as Shang Tsung in that movie is actually pretty great. And he had a stuffy arrogance that, with that character, that I thought this move, the new Mortal Kombat, was sorely missing from the Shang Tsung character. Uh, but again, I, I like I said, I don't want to get too deep into it, but I will say like. That, that was one of my takeaways between the movies at this point. I don't really want to talk about Mortal Kombat Annihilation because that movie is an absolute abomination. And I, But I do remember reading recently that the special effects are so bad because it's basically a work print that got released uh, due to various production issues and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but still, the CGI issues aren't really the only issue in that movie. In fact... It's a very small portion, one very small portion of the problems that movie has. I, I also do not really have a very deep knowledge of the characterization and mythology in the video game series, but enough to recognize some key words th throughout the new Mortal Kombat movie. I've always just kind of treated them as more of a means of blowing off steam by just getting on and button mashing pixelated characters into oblivion. I still have a lot of... I still enjoy a lot of the newer ones uh, for the gleeful fatalities and whatnot, but I'm by no means a skilled combo master or anything like that. So let's go ahead and then move on to the new movie itself. Simon McCoy's Mortal Kombat, right off the bat, I'll break any of the probably non-existent tension by saying, I like this. I didn't love it. I think there's still a lot of room for improvement, but I had a whole lot of fun with this. I had a laugh at a tweet in the weeks leading up to release uh, of someone complaining about the runtime being just under two hours and they were disappointed because they were concerned about not getting enough of the rich characterization that the Mortal Kombat series has provided to this point. Of course, I know that there's a lot of ground to cover in the Mortal Kombat mythology, but I never once figured that we would ever get that covered by the reboot whatsoever. Growing up a fan of the original, I just kind of wanted an update or, and more of the same, just some cheesy action and some gnarly violence, and all in all, that's what you're going to get here. The screenplay attempts to sow seeds here and there, but it mostly plays out references rather than details. If there's cliff notes to cliff notes, that's what the Mortal Com this Mortal Kombat script is. There's a lot more time spent trying to make Cole's character mean something to all of this, but Lewis Train's performance never really comes around to anything spectacular, but that could be attributed to the fact that there's just not much time to let the character feel important. 
There's a lot of ground to cover from the film's opening sequence to the actual tournament. So in essence, the character work naturally feels rushed. So McCoy can give the naturally impatient audience what they really want, which is carnage. But even the fights come and go to once again try their damnedest to give this a fighting chance at some sort of arc for subsequent movies. So you get Cole uh, uniting with Sonya, Jax, and Kano to get to Raiden's temple while they're running from Sub-Zero who's trying to track and kill them so that there will be no 10th tournament, thus letting Outworld take control of Earth, which is way against the rules of the tournament, as many point out throughout the course of the movie. But evidently, uh, Mortal Kombat doesn't really have any referee keeping track of this, naturally. And that takes up most of the first act. Then it's all of the champions coming together in the temple to train and find their arcana. Uh, or their special abilities, and for Cole to find growth, etc. There's an ine inevitable third act catalyst that leads to the actual quote-unquote tournament, which still breezes by. At an hour and 50 minutes, it seems like certain parts drag, but if you're engaged with how silly all of this can be, and the scene-stealing moments from Josh Lawson as Kano, it's going to be a lot of fun, and the time will fly by. Some other keynotes I had to I had as takeaways from this was that the violence and blood is all very gleeful. It takes a bit to really get to the first fatality. I've, I'll say right off the bat, it's over an hour before you get your first fatality in this. But even before that, there are blood splatters and violence that are very in keeping with the tone of the game, as it can be very cartoony and even a little distracting given the amounts of blood leaving people's bodies. This is, of course, in keeping with some pokes and jabs at the gameplay of, Mortal, of the Mortal Kombat series that provide a couple of pretty great laughs along the way. There is, of course, a lot of fan service here, and it can get a little eye-rolling at times, but as a love letter to fans of the series, all of this should be expected, and at times part of the fun. It's mostly that the script isn't really doing a whole lot of heavy lifting, as there aren't really any deep prophetic or complex themes that it's trying to juggle. Plus, it kind of shines when it's leaning into the humor. The moments of uh, Kung Lao taunting Kano at the dinner table being one of the highlights in that regard. There's also a few pop culture nods along the way that feel a little out of place here, but in the moment, they definitely work in service of the jokes. Overall, the criticisms you can hurl at Mortal Kombat fall about as flat as Cole's characterization. It's a Mortal Kombat movie, so if you're entering into this intending for it to be some ultra-serious or life-changing in some way, shape, or form, as well as anything in between that, you're setting yourself up for failure. If all you're looking for is some semblance of the game put onto the screen, complete with some over-the-top violence, then this should be all you need it to be. Though I do completely get if some people find that the film drags a little bit in the middle and are craving a few more fight sequences, but I will tell you that the Scorpion Sub-Zero fight, brief as it is, is still pretty damn fun, even with some of the moments spoiled in the trailer. Alright guys, that's going to do it for my quick gut reaction to Mortal Kombat, and to this episode of Cinepub. If you have any feedback for me or the show, please send an email to cinepubpod at gmail.com. And feel free to follow the show on Twitter or Instagram, or both, with the username CinepubPod. As always, I want to thank you for tuning in and hope that you'll join me for another round soon. Cheers.